Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 118. The heading reads, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Far West, Missouri, July the 8th, 1838, in response to the supplication, Show us thy will, O Lord, concerning the twelve. Verse 1, Verily thus saith the Lord, Let a conference be held immediately, let the twelve be organized, and let men be appointed to supply the place of those who are fallen. How are apostles called today? Uh, Sometimes they're actually called over the phone. In obedience to this command, a conference was held the very next day. The following minutes of the conference pertain to business transacted according to the word of the Lord in this revelation. July the 9th, 1838, a conference of the Twelve Apostles assembled at Far West, agreeable to the revelation given July the 8th, 1838. Present, Thomas B. Marsh, David W. Patton, Brigham Young, Party P. Pratt, and William Smith. T.B. Marsh, presiding, resolved first that the persons who are to fill the places of those who are fallen be immediately notified to come to Far West, as also those of the twelve who are not present. Resolved second that Thomas B. Marsh notify Wilford Woodruff, that Parley P. Pratt notify Orson Pratt, and that President Rigdon notify Willard Richards, who is now in England. Voted that President Marsh publish the same in next number of the Elder's Journal. President Rigdon gave some counsel concerning the provisions necessary to be made for the families of the twelve while laboring in the cause of their Redeemer, advising them to instruct their converts to move without delay to the places of gathering and there to strictly attend to the laws of God. Verse 2, Let my servant Thomas remain for a season in the land of Zion to publish my word. President Marsh was appointed printer and publisher of the Elder's Journal in Zion or Missouri. This was a continuation of the same responsibilities that he had in Kirtland, Ohio. The prophet Joseph Smith was the editor of the journal, which served as the official voice of the church. That was by um, Joseph Fielder McConkie. Verse 3, Let the residue continue to preach from that hour, and if they will do this in all lowliness of heart, in meekness and humility and long-suffering, I, the Lord, will give... I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that I will provide for their families, and to and an effectual door shall be opened for them from henceforth. And next spring, let them depart to go over the great waters, and there promulgate my gospel, the fullness thereof, and bear record of my name. Let them take leave of my saints in the city of Far West on the 26th day of April next, on the building spot of my house, dedicated temple lot, saith the Lord. President Wilford Woodruff explained the conditions that prevailed at the time the Twelve were to leave Far West, Missouri. In accordance with this revelation, the mission then mentioned was one of much interest to the Twelve, if not to the Church. The whole of that mission to England from the beginning to the end placed the Apostles in such a position that they had to walk by faith from first to last. The Lord gave a revelation with date, day, month, and year when they were to go up to lay the cornerstone in Caldwell County, far west Missouri. When, there, when that revelation was given, all was peace and quiet, quietude comparatively in that land. But when the time came for the twelve apostles to fulfill that revelation, the saints had, been, had all been driven out by the exterminating order of Governor Boggs, and it was as much as a man's life was worth, especially one of the twelve, to be found in that state. And when the day came on which we were commanded by the Lord in that revelation to go up and, day, and lay the cornerstone of that temple, 
and there take the parting hand with the saints to cross the waters to preach the gospel in England. The inhabitants of Missouri had sworn that if all the revelations of old Joe Smith were fulfilled, that should not be, because it had a day and date to it. President Young asked the twelve who were with him, what shall we do with regard to the fulfillment of this revelation? He wanted to know their feelings. Father Smith, the patriarch, said the Lord would take the will for the deed. Others said the Lord could not expect the twelve apostles to go up and sacrifice their lives to fulfill that revelation, but the Spirit of the Lord rested upon the twelve, and they said, The Lord God has spoken, and we will fulfill that revelation and commandment. And that was the feeling of President Young and of those who were with him. We went through that state and we laid that cornerstone. George A. Smith and myself were ordained to the apostleship on that cornerstone upon that day. We returned in safety and not a dog in and not a dog to move his tongue and no man shed our blood. On another occasion, Wilford Woodruff uh, related events that transpired following the twelve's departure from far west. <clears throat> The devil, however, tried to kill us, for, behold, for before we started for England, every one of the twelve was taken sick, and it was about as much as we could do to move or stir. I had traveled in Tennessee, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Arkansas for two or three years, and that too during the sickly season, where there were not well enough to take care of the sick and had never had the ague. But upon this occasion, I was taken with the ague the first time in my life. All the twelve had something the matter with them. But we had to travel sick, and we had to travel by faith in order to fulfill the mission to which we had been called by revelation. But the Lord sustained us. He did not forsake us. That was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. The people of Missouri knew of the Lord's requirement to meet on the 26th of April, 1839, nearly a year later. And they were determined to impede the work of the, travel, of the twelve and stop Mormonism. During the time between the revelation and the appointed day, the whole church was driven out of the state of Missouri, and it was as much as a man's life was worth to be found in the state if it was known that he was a Latter-day Saint, and especially was this the case with the Twelve. When the time came for the cornerstone of the temple to be laid, as directed in the revelation, the church was in Illinois, having been expelled from Missouri by an edict from the governor. Joseph and Hiram and Parley P. Pratt were in chains in Missouri for the testimony of Jesus. As the time drew nigh for the accomplishment of this work, the, qu the question arose, what is to be done? Here is a revelation commanding the twelve to be in far west on the 26th day of April to lay the cornerstone of the temple there. It was to be fulfilled. The Missourians had sworn by all the gods of eternity that if every other revelation given through Joseph Smith were fulfilled, that should not be for the day and the date given were being given, they declared that it would fail. The general feeling in the church, so far as I know, was that under the circumstances it was impossible to accomplish the work, and the Lord would accept the will for the deed. But the apostles were not to be put off their command duty, commanded duty. On the night of April 25, 1839, the little band of apostles with a small company of faithful brethren, high priests, elders, and priests, arrived in, at Far West. Shortly after midnight, on the morning of April 26, they assembled on the temple lot in Far West, and there they, let, they held a, a conference. Brigham Young presided. John Taylor, the clerk, wrote, The council then proceeded to the building spot of the Lord's house. When the following business was transacted, part of a hymn was sung on the mission of the Twelve. Elder Alpheus Cutler, the master workman of the house, then recommended laying the foundation of the Lord's house agreeably to Revelation by rolling up a large stone near the southeast corner. The following of the Twelve were present, Brigham Young, Heber C. Kimball, Orson Pratt, John E. Page, and John Taylor, who proceeded to ordain Wilford Woodruff and George A. Smith to fill the places of those who had fallen. After several of the apostles had offered prayers, the assembly sang Adam on Diamond and the apostles left.
Verse 6, let my servant John Taylor and also my servant John E. Page and also my servant Wilford Woodruff and also my servant Willard Richards be appointed to fill the places of those who have fallen and be officially notified of their appointment. Elders uh, William E. McClellan, Luke S. Johnson, John F. Boynton, and Lyman E. Johnson had at this point fallen into disharmony with the church and had been excommunicated. They had been in the first quorum of the Twelve in this dispensation, which was called on the February the 14th, 1835. One of the replacements, John E. Page, also eventually apostatized, but the other three remained faithful. Two of the replacements, John Taylor and Wilford Woodruff, later became presidents of the church. John Taylor was ordained an apostle at Far West on the 19th of December, 1838. Wilford Woodruff was ordained an apostle during the early morning meeting at Far West on the 26th of April, 1839. Alrighty, this is the end of that revelation. Uh, as we can see, when the Lord gives a commandment, uh, a prophecy, that we need to do all we can to fulfill it. And uh, even though they at times felt like it really wasn't necessary, they went forward in faith and accomplished the Lord's command, even against the odds that were that were prevailing against them at the time. I bear testimony to the importance of these things and say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.